I want to thank you for joining us today on the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you didn't know, we have a 24-7 prayer hotline. It's staffed by Teen Challenge staff members who are ready to pray with you anytime, anywhere. Call today at 888-520-0620. And if you know someone who is struggling with addiction and needs to come into our program, you can refer them to this same number, 888-520-0620, and we can help them begin their new life. On today's episode, we have our very own Executive Director Ron Brown sharing a leadership devotional on the topic of how unity is a heart condition. And if you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast channel today. You'll be notified every time a new episode comes out, and it's a way for us to stay in touch during these difficult times. God bless you today, my friends. Uh, I want to share a few thoughts today. Um, You know, this February is Black History Month, and I want to just share a little bit of our history. Black history is United States history because Uh, The African-Americans were really part of this nation from its founding, pretty much. But I want to read a little bit of of history and then then blend that with a a passage of scripture uh, that can guide our hearts in this season. You know, slavery was abolished in America with the adoption of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. Uh, And it reads in in part, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Legally, you can abolish something with a written document or you can amend it, but you cannot amend or abolish a heart. A heart must be transformed. Um, Proverbs says that we are to guard our heart with all diligence because of our heart flows to issues of our lives. And so it's really a heart condition that needs to be transformed in individuals uh, that really brings out manifestation or greater manifestation of God's kingdom upon the earth. Um, in 1860, when Lincoln was sworn in as president of, Abraham Lincoln was sworn in as president of the United States, seven southern states seceded from the Union and they formed the Confederate States of America. In 1861, the Civil War began um, and four more southern states joined the Confederacy. In January of 1863, President Lincoln formally issued the Emancipation Proclamation calling for the Union Army to liberate all enslaved people in the states. Uh, But the proclamation or presidential uh, decree can only go so far, so it was really up to the Congress to really make it the law of the land that slavery would not be a part of the United States anymore. In 1864, the Senate by a two-thirds majority passed the 13th Amendment uh, to abolish slavery. Uh, In January 1865, the House finally uh, passed because it had to pass with a two-thirds majority. So the Senate and the House passed with a two-thirds majority uh, to pass the 13th Amendment. It didn't end there. Now three-fourths of the states have to ratify any amendment to the Constitution. And it took a little bit longer, uh, but finally in December of 1865, Alabama became the 27th state to ratify the 13th Amendment, making it the law of the land. And so slaves were finally freed. 
Black History Month um, really started in 1916. There was really, a, it was a man named uh, Carter G. Woodson. He was educated at Harvard. Um, and he was a, a historian, um, an author, journalist. Uh, and he founded the Journal of Negro History in 1916. And then in 1926, uh, he instituted, uh, along with uh, an association uh, for the study of Negro life, uh, a week-long uh, Negro History Week uh, to uh, celebrate um, contributions made by African-Americans to the country and also to celebrate the freedom uh, that had been given uh, to uh, the slaves. And it was celebrated in February. Um, Lincoln's birthday is February the 12th. And he certainly stands as a hero uh, in the African-American community for standing up in very difficult time and a very divisive time of our history uh, to advocate for freeing the slaves uh, as the leader of the land. Um, God works through uh, established authority, and because he was the established authority as the leader of our nation, um, God used him to free the slaves. In 1976, Gerald Ford was the first president to declare a Black History Month uh, celebration, and every president since him, uh, since then, has done the same. And so that's why we have a Black History Month. Uh, it started... Um, um, humbly, uh, and then was declared at the very top of our nation with the President of the United States given that order. And every president uh, that has followed Ford uh, has uh, continued to declare February uh, Black History Month. Um, and so there are some things that are taught in schools, and, and it's really part of the American story. Um, growing up in the South, um, we had a uh, the schools I mean, I think I mentioned before were integrated when I was in the fifth grade. So I was 10 years old. Uh, up to that time, I went to all black schools because that's all that was available. Um, and so we learn about our history uh, in school. Uh, and then in the integrated school, they slowly brought in some of that uh, as well as we had a lot of teaching about the Confederacy. We learned about all the generals of the Confederacy. So growing up in the South, uh, they are kind of lionized <laughs> in history. So I probably know more about the Confederate generals than probably most people do because that's what was taught in our school system. But it was, you know, that's just part of our history. It's part of the lay of the land. Um, but, you know, it was never God's design for man to... Uh, subjugate man. That was not God's will. When you look at the job description that God gave to man in Genesis, it was to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with the image of God because we we're all created in his image. To work and take care of the earth, uh, to rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every other living creature that creeps upon the earth. Um, God even created a menu of what we were supposed to eat um, uh, in that job description. But nowhere in that job description that he gave to mankind were we to rule over other human beings. That was something that was left up to God. He's the ruler of the earth uh, and the universe, and he's the one that rules over people. And it was never in his job description to subjugate other men. Um, because when you go back to the created order uh, of things, that was never part of God's created order for us. 
Yeah, during wartime, you know, people get captured and all kinds of things happen, as we know. Um, when you read some of the, the stories in the Old Testament, God always wanted the nation of Israel to share with all the nations around them about the God they believed in. Uh, they were not always really good at that, and as a result, caused them a lot of problems. Um, but when you read through all of that history, understand and know that when you stand on the side of creative order, creative order, God never created man to subjugate man. We're supposed to rule over the animals and the fish and 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 the earth and the ground, um, but but never one another. And so that was never God's plan. And so I'm grateful that that part of the history of our nation was rectified and changed, um, so that man could thrive fully in all that God created us to be. If we don't have clear perspectives about where we've been, we can't properly assess where we are. And our vision of the future that we teach to our children will be skewed uh, by our own biases. And that's why it's very important for us to learn uh, the lessons of history, to understand where we've been, so that we'll have some clue uh, as to where uh, we're, we're going. Um, uh, and so that's why uh, celebrating the history of the different peoples who have come into our nation is extremely important. Immigrants who've come to the U.S. of their own volition uh, to seek a better life or a different life, they have a different history than African-American slaves who were brought here uh, against their will. Um, and these are my ancestors. I remember when I was in the military, um, there was a guy that slept in the bunk next to me. His name was Ron Brown. <laughs> it was, it's like, wow, what a common name, but he was a white guy. I was black. And so we got teased a lot. They called me dark brown and they called him light brown. Um, <laughs> whenever, when they would pass out the mail, they go, mail for brown. Oh, nope, dark brown. Oh, nope, this one is for light brown. And so that was kind of the joke in our, in our, um, in our company uh, as I was going through basic training. And I remember sitting down one day with Ron Brown <laughs> and we just laughed at, you know, our names were the same. We were the same age. We were born like one month apart. It was just crazy. Um, and then somebody said, hey, to, the, to, to Light Brown, well, they say, you know, Africans came from Africa with no name Brown. So maybe your parents used to own Ron Brown's family and that's why his name is Brown. <laughs> And he sat there and he said, you know what? I don't know. He said, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of history in my family that I don't know. But he said, no person should ever own another person. And he said, I can't even imagine that uh, in my mind, owning another person. And he said, you know, Ron Brown's my friend. And uh, I don't know where he got the name Brown from. Uh, it could be like you said, that maybe some slave owner gave that to his family at some point. Uh, but he said, I hope it wasn't my family because I cannot even fathom in my mind a human being owning another human being. And he said, anybody who could think that there's something wrong with them and they really need to have their heart checked. Not everybody feels that way. Some people look at it, oh, it's just a matter of history and no big deal. But it is a very, very big deal because it leaves a blight and a stain and a pain that goes on for generation after generation after generation. And I'm glad that, uh, that the Emancipation Proclamation was passed and I'm glad that 
um, our Congress had the courage and our states had the courage to really get rid of that as part of our economic uh, driver uh, that people depended on. Now, I know our indigenous brothers and sisters who were here um, when all of the all the immigrants arrived here have suffered heavily and been oppressed. I've done a lot of ministry on Indian reservations in the past, and I, I love the Indian people. Um, and their history is even different than the one that we had because we were brought here and many of our people perished um, in the waters of the oceans before they ever got here. But thank God somebody in my family line got here and that's why I'm here today. And so we celebrate the contributions and the goodness of all people, but there's a passage about discipleship that I want to read that Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 57 through 62. He says, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. What Jesus was getting here is that we have to take our design off of God's plan for our lives, and we have to allow the fullness of God's purpose to be realized through us. If we live with um, all kinds of pain, it can hinder us from really seeing the fullness of God's glory in our lives. So there's a natural desire for each person to kind of have control of running their own life. And that's really the manifestation of what Jesus was talking about when these, uh, with these three people who presented themselves for discipleship is they really had a desire uh, to run their own life. Um, we have to stop trying to control God's purposes. They wanted to control. Um, when God calls us into his kingdom service, we have to let go of all of our agendas and we have to let go of all of our control in order to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. We have to allow God to choose the field that we plow in when we put our hands to the gospel plow and God enlists us into his kingdom service. He's the one who calls the shots of where we're to plow. The future is in God's hands. And when we spend too much time trying to establish and figure out our own future, then we miss out on the leadership and power and grace of the Holy Spirit. So when I think about celebrating days like this, and I know we have Hispanic Heritage Month uh, from September 15th, October 15th, which is very powerful uh, time to celebrate a contribution of our Hispanic brothers and sisters. It's really as a nation in the natural, it helps to constitute and bring about an appreciation of the value of, of, of all the people that, that God has brought together in this part of the, the globe to do his will. But all of us are created in his image, and all of us have a mandate from God uh, to know him and to make him known. 
And our history can inform us. It can enrich our proclamation. It can help us to, um, to have a thanksgiving and an appreciation and a value that that can be brought to the table and become part of the conversation and the fabric of what makes us as a nation a great people, but even more so as a church, uh, a great people for God. Um, God wants us to, 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 to push out into those areas of trouble uh, and be peacemakers and to be healers and reconcilers and counselors and friends and 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 he wants us to really be involved in kingdom work. But see, what Jesus was lifting up when he was talking about the cost of discipleship with these examples of these people wanting to go bury the dead and so forth is an interest is not equal to a commitment. There's a lot of people who might be interested in following Jesus. They might be interested in getting close to him. They might be interested in the kingdom dynamic. But Jesus was saying, no, you can't just be interested. You have to be committed. Um, and my hope and my prayer is that we will always be committed uh, to kingdom service. It takes a commitment uh, to, uh, to, to focus uh, on our lives and recognize our own value, uh, biases that we have and ask God to remove them. You know, uh, David Prayed in that great prayer of repentance in Psalm 51, it says, try the reins of my heart, God. And if there's anything that's wicked, take it out of me. Um, it takes commitment to be that kind of disciple, to not just be interested in being an authentic servant of God, to, but, but be to, to be committed to be an authentic servant of God. And I pray that as we uh, celebrate God, celebrate his goodness, celebrate black history and, and what people of color have brought and the trials and tribulations that they have come through, that we would be like David and say, God, if there's any bias, is there anything in me that keeps me from being a totally committed uh, disciple of Jesus Christ that keeps me from being a peacemaker, that keeps me from being a healer and a reconciler, that keeps me from being the person fully that you want me to be. Remove that from me, God, uh, so that my heart will be your heart um, and that I will live according to the created order and design that you have given and be a faithful steward of the earth until you return. And Lord, we want to see the earth continue to be replenished not just with um, uh, natural sons and daughters, but sons and daughters of the kingdom. Hallelujah. We want to see the whole earth fill. He said that knowledge of the glory of God would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea before the Lord returns. And so let that be your prayer today to see more of God's glory, the knowledge of God's glory cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, as we go about as those ambassadors of hope, healing, and reconciliation. So God bless you, and uh, thank you for serving and allowing God to continue to be uh, the center of your joy and the center of your life. Amen. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click on our icon, click subscribe. God bless you today.